And welcome to the Mindful Muslim Podcast, where we discuss mental health, psychology, Islam, and spirituality. I'm Minha, and with me I have Zara and Jamila, and today we will be discussing the lost Ramadan feeling, how to pick ourselves back up from a low we may be feeling, and how to maintain the behaviors we had during Ramadan for the whole year, inshallah. We pray that Allah has accepted all of our fasts and will continue to accept our ibadah and preserve us all. Ameen. So how did you guys find this Ramadan? Uh, Alhamdulillah, it's gone really fast, to be honest. Um, And you know what? I'm just happy that I'm not fasting in Morocco. I'm fasting in London. So Alhamdulillah, first Ramadan that I've worked. So quite tiring, quite challenging, but I've learned a lot. Yeah. What about you, Jamila? Alhamdulillah, it's been well. I'm a student, so I can sort of, you know, take the day off if I'm not feeling too too energetic it's been good initially I planned not to fast um during Ramadan because I'm on some um medication for depression but alhamdulillah I managed to find a balance and fast some days so I'm quite proud of that achievement alhamdulillah mashallah that's amazing you know you put yourself to the challenge and you did it that's great that's great alhamdulillah Okay, well, moving on, I think one of the first questions that need to be asked are, you know, why do we become unproductive and lazy after Ramadan, Zaha? Um, well, I've got a lot to say about this, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many reasons, and we all know, like, our individual reasons, you know, we need to take that time to think which, you know, reason personally affects us. But I think, um, firstly, a lot of the things that, a lot of us want to discuss is the Ramadan only mentality. Um, and I think that does kind of exist in the sense that a lot of us, we try to try new things during Ramadan and, you know, we challenge ourselves more than we do throughout the year, which is great. It's fantastic. Um, but what happens is a lot of us leave those things behind during Ramadan. Um, because we think, oh, it was a tough month and I've done it. Alhamdulillah, I've done it. Um, and we don't look at the benefits that we've achieved from it and we don't carry it on throughout um the rest of the year um and i think because there's a lack of community i think firstly that that makes it very difficult during ramadan it's easy to pray to hajjud it's easy to pray to raweh because the, the masjid's doing it you know you might find you might be a person who finds it difficult to read quran um and during that time everyone's trying to find the quran together everyone's trying to read it together so you've got a community to lean on um so firstly i'd say a lot of community and i'd say that you know We've got unrealistic goals as well sometimes. You know, during Ramadan, we, we, we say, I'm going to read the whole Quran in 30 days, yeah? Now, we're not going to try and say to ourselves, I'm going to be able to do that. I mean, if you could be able to do that the rest of the year, that's amazing. But, you know, you've got work, you've got other things going on. So instead of making unrealistic goals like that, perhaps we should try and make it implementable. In our, is that a word? Implementable in our lives, yeah? yeah? So we say to ourselves, maybe read this amount every day. So we should put it into context of our life and make goals like that. So that will make it much easier for us to um, carry things on. 
and also to define the goals. So to say to ourselves, I'm going to be able to check my progress once a week, once a month, etc. So rather than exhausting ourselves, we should set small targets and carry that on. Um, yeah, that would be a few things, I think. I mean, Jamila, do you have any ideas? Yeah, I mean, with the whole Ramadan only mentality, I think that um, a lot of people feel pressured in that month because you see a lot of people, especially on social media, saying things like you're a Ramadan Muslim after Eid, you'll change and all this. And I think that um, this makes people feel like the the efforts and the, the achievements they're making during this month aren't, aren't being recognised and they're sort of discouraged from it um and I agree with you as well that if we do sort of smaller goals uh, rather than saying oh I'm going to finish the whole Quran in a month because you know if you're a slow reader or you're you're not used to reading Quran then it's probably very likely that you're not going to be able to finish it and when you when you're not able to complete that goal it's going to be a real downer on you and you you might be more likely not to not to continue with it Mm, completely I completely agree I think you know it's very important that we don't discourage those people who do fall off the wagon after Ramadan because say for example a lot of people try to wear hijab during this month and a lot of you've seen a lot of comments that other people give and that's not right you know we should be like mashallah you've implemented something and maybe you don't carry on but maybe you can carry on in another way you know slowly slowly get there so you know carry on the essence of hijab maybe start you know wearing longer sleeves slowly yeah, slowly getting that not just hijab is just one example it could be you know even learning like, yeah go like on. modesty within your speech like during ramadan i always try not to swear as much exactly fantastic that, you know fantastic definitely carry on because it's not it, it comes with a lot less pressure than hijab does you're getting far less criticism from like the outside but something like yeah, swearing is something exactly. that will... Exactly. Yeah. Not just hijab. I'm not just mentioning about hijab. But you know what you raise is very... Something I really wanted to touch on um, about not doing something a lot of times we look at you know worship and acts of worship as doing stuff like i pray extra sunnah i read quran but sometimes an act of worship can be not doing something if you look at ramadan as a whole the whole month is about not eating and stopping yourself from doing something so as you raise your your point of swearing that's a big thing that we all struggle or we all say i'm fasting i'm not going to put bad speech i'm not going to backbite i'm not going to do this and that's something we can also not reintroduce back after ramadan do you see what I mean? So rather than falling back into it, we can say, look at the benefits. Look how much of a politer person I am. I'm, I'm being politer. I'm being more well-mannered. I'm being kind to colleagues, you know, that kind of thing. We can say, yeah. look at, just as a, on a human level, you know? Mm-hmm. I, totally agree. I think it's um Im- important. And I don't think it's done enough that we actually highlight um, how much effort it takes in order to abstain from something and because you know for example say like smoking is haram right um, and when when someone gives up smoking we don't praise it enough because we're like oh well it's haram anyway it doesn't matter yeah. well done for doing it but you know for that person it could have been like a mountain of a challenge you know so I agree that you know we do for, for this um for people and you know it's nice when People become more practicing in 30 days than they do throughout the whole year. It's nice, you know, at least they're doing something, you know, it yeah. could be the beginning of something. Just, I mean, I know personally for me, Ramadan was a time of year where, you know, I came to Islam and I started becoming practicing more, you know. So in not in a million years did I even think of discouraging someone who might appear to be a quote Ramadan Muslim unquote. Yeah. So I think it's very important to encourage 
what people have already done um, and also to encourage what people haven't done you know emphasize that and highlight their success yeah yeah, and and I agree with what Jamila said about not discouraging because like you know it can be very damaging to them and especially people who are quite naive and new to practicing Islam um, you know their views can be tainted very easily Um, and you know how how upsetting would it be to know that you could have been that person to encourage them more rather, rather you've taken them further away from Islam. Mm. Yeah. So I think that this goes back to, you know, the point that I was making about community, that it, as a community, it's not just about you seeking out those communities in order to support yourself to not be a Ramadan Muslim. It's also about you being that community for someone else. Yeah. Um, so if you notice someone who is, you would, you know, to, to use that horrible term, Ramadan Muslim, but someone who disappears from the masjid after Ramadan, you should be noticing that person hasn't, hasn't we haven't seen them for a while. Where is that sister? Where's that Reva who just came to Islam and just, you know, tried out this yeah. month and she's living alone? We should seek out those people and notice. Do you see yeah. what I mean? That will... You know, it's as much our duty as it is theirs, yeah, as a community. Yeah, um, so I think it's important to remember that you know, while there may be some, you know, these Ramadan Muslims, I don't mean like using that quote, but yeah. um, while there may be some of these people, but for us as well, um, we need to shake off this Ramadan only mentality, and you know, we can take inspiration from you know, from the Sahaba, um, may Allah bless them you know, they used to supplicate six months before ramadan asking allah to give them life a long life until they reach ramadan right mm-hmm. and then they used to supplicate six months after it um asking allah to accept their fast you know subhanallah you know and after ramadan you know we do have this thought that you know oh, ramadan's over okay there's there's i haven't got any more time to do th- to this that and the rest Mm-hmm. So with this in mind, why do you guys think it is important to sort of overcome this feeling and how do you think it can be done? Um, well, I've, I've, I think I've touched a bit on why it's important, um, you know, earlier, but I think it's really important, especially like when you were talking about Ramadan only vibe for us, you know, how we think, oh, I'm only going to talk to people at the masjid at this time or I'm only going to watch out for people at this time or I'm only going to pray taraweeh at this time. Um, and it's because a lot of the times we view Ramadan as just a month, you know, we use the, we use it as a month. Really, if you look at the way that the examples of the Sahabas, they spent six months preparing for Ramadan and then Ramadan was the exam. And then they spent six months asking Allah, please, I hope my results are good. Are good. If you think of it like that. Yeah. Um, so if you're a student, you can use that analogy that you spend your whole year preparing for your exams. You don't just you know, for the exams, you don't just revise during that month. You, you you spend the whole months beforehand. And that's how we need to think of Ramadan. What have I learned that I can implement into my life from what I've studied? Um, so if we think of it as a life-changing month, everything that we implement, we should think, okay, this is now a change that I'm going to make for life. Now, at the same time, we want to make that sustainable. We don't want to, like, exhaust ourselves. I mean, mashallah, if we could live like the Sahabas and, you know, like the Prophet Sallallahu and, like, pray to Hajjud all the time, that would be amazing. But obviously, in our lives, you know some of us are mothers some of us are wives some of us are uh, students some of us you know we have we have things to do as well and we have to sleep and we have to be human beings um but what we need to do is is to make it sustainable in our lives so if we pray extra in ramadan we 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 make it a goal that we know we can achieve that we can carry on for example an example would be people during ramadan increase their reading of quran right it's the month of the quran 
and you might be someone who struggles with Arabic or struggles with reading um, and you learn and you realize, look how much better I'm getting during Ramadan. So what you need to say to yourself is, okay, how can I carry this on for the rest of my life? Yeah, you need to, yes, it's a commitment that you need to make and it has to be a conscious thought that I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And it, it can be quite daunting, but if you can do it for 30 days, why can't you do it for the next 30 days and the 30 days next after that and carry it on? Um, and so then you can say to yourself, look, five minutes a day or two pages a day or one just a day if you manage to do a just a day or, you know, according to your own needs and according to your own abilities and that's how um so first thing is about mindset um so we have to overcome this in order to truly benefit we have to overcome this idea that it's just for one month um and that is a life change and and the way to do that is through realistic changes if you think of ramadan as the foundation of your building you've started the building blocks and you're carrying it on you're building it and you're building it and you're building it until the next year when you realize wow look what i've achieved you know just think the next year you could be reading some speedy Quran, mashallah, and you could be finding it so easy. And, you know, and anyway, we know the person who struggles with Quran gets 10 times the reward of the person who reads easily. So, you know, uh, kudos to all of that, mashallah. Um, and another thing that we can continue from Ramadan is one thing I noticed during Ramadan is mashallah, I'm touch on is people manage to wake up for Fajr. Okay, this is something we can, an example that we can take. We managed to wake up for Fajr. MashaAllah, we're waking up for Suhoor. We're there one hour eating Suhoor early, yeah? And then after Ramadan, we find it difficult to wake up at 3 a.m. for Fajr. We, we find it hard. We've got work and school and jobs, yeah? And we're snoozing. Why do we not continue that? Why don't we make an, all of us, all listeners, including me, everyone, we make an intention from now that after this Ramadan, this is something I'm going to continue for my life. What techniques did I do to wake up during Ramadan? Uh, Okay, uh, uh, granted, some students have uh, their technique is to not sleep at all. Yeah, <laughs> but um, we can think of sustainable ways to yeah. wake up for Fajr. A lot of people I know are waking each other up for Fajr. They're calling each other. They're doing calls. Why can we not continue that on for the rest of Ramadan, uh, for the rest of the time? Why is it only Ramadan that we wake each other up? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. These are the kinds of things we can think about to continue that community. Yeah. So, Jamila, anyway, um, what do you think about this? I'm sure no, you have some stuff to say agree with all your points with the thing about um continuing reading the quran after ramadan i think that if um it often helps if you've got a routine um especially if you've got sort of uh mental health illnesses it helps to have a routine and things aren't changed so if you can somehow work the quran into your routine maybe you're maybe you stay awake after fajr and that's when you're free um, for like half an hour and you can read some Quran and just make it continuous I think that that's a really good way to ensure you're doing something um, and also um, to uh, maybe start fasting on Mondays and Thursdays if you can because we know that's sunnah um, and that might be a way to sort of remind us through the year because we're fasting we we're reminding ourselves what Ramadan feels like. And so I think when you're not eating and drinking, you do get back into that Ram Ramadan mindset. Um, mm, yeah. Completely. What you said about establishing a routine is really good. Um, so if you take that to loads of other acts that you want to do, if you establish a routine every day, so you know, you, Jamila, you mentioned about uh, after Fajr, which is fantastic because yeah. Quran after Fajr is very blessed. Um, but Say if you do that for reading Quran, like, oh, I know I'm going to read it before bed. Do you see what I mean? Then you trigger it so that every time you go to bed, you're like, what am I forgetting? What am I forgetting? 
Do you see? Yeah. So that that yeah. will be good for everyone, I think. And especially if you're suffering from mental health issues, like um, I think it's looking at the Quran and, and spiritual acts as a solace um, yeah. and, and realizing the benefits you've got from it, that will really help in making it re- feel relieved. And you will feel like you're breathing when you do the acts of worship. You will feel like, oh, I'm missing something. What am I missing? Do you see? That's what we want to f- experience, yeah. the sweetness. It's, it will <laughs> become second nature to you, like like how you brush your teeth before you go to bed. You'll remember to read Quran before you go to bed. It will just yeah. become so so innate in your mind that you won't be able to sleep unless you've done it. I think an important um, note to make is, I know personally for myself, you know, when we're not drinking and we're not eating, you know, there's a there's a sense of clarity that we gain over a lot of things and there's a lot of things that get put in perspective. Um, I mean, we become a lot more sort of, we become less extravagant, we become more generous, we become more thoughtful, we start, you know, reflecting more, we start pondering more. And I know as my, for myself as well, after Ramadan, this slowly starts to fizzle out. So, I mean, like what Jamila, what you mentioned about building a routine, fasting the Monday and Thursday, it's a great way to like, you know, yeah, go and do your thing, but you know, still remember that you have this to do and you have that to do and you still have this to consider. And, you know, it's important to sort of bring that um, clarity back in the busy life. Because, of course, as students and, you know, as people who have families and who are working and things like that, it's, it's very easy to get sucked and consumed into the lifestyle. And we sort of, we treat, yeah, we, we do our salam, we do our Quran, but it's not it's not with the same effort and the same sort of um, humility that we once had in Ramadan. So I think that's a really great way of sort of bringing that Ramadan feeling back. Because I know I, I sort of get withdrawal symptoms, you know. After Ramadan, I feel kind of bummed and I'm just sort of like, oh, you know, it's gone, I have to wait another whole year. So that's a really great way of, um, you know, implementing those feelings back into your you sort of every week, a sort of daily, if not. Um, and what Zahra mentioned about, you know, using Ramadan as a stepping stone to the rest of your building blocks is also great. And, you know, there's there's so many blessed days throughout the whole year and so many blessed days just in, like, one, sorry, blessed times in just in one day that we often neglect. So choosing, like, a couple of these times or a couple of days per week, that's, you know, that's a really great way of bringing Ramadan, like, that Ramadan feeling back and keeping that uh, spirit alive. Mm. So, I no doubt... Sorry, go on. I was just going to say that um, as well. I just wanted to touch on the fact that Islam is community religion. Like it's a community faith and we have to focus on how we can help someone in our community. Do you see what I mean? Just like we're building this community online. How can we find sisters to help each other or, you know, brothers if you're a brother or that's what we need to do to support our our fellow brothers and sisters. So if you see someone struggling, um, especially to continue that Ramadan vibe, I think that's what you're missing from Ramadan is the fact that everyone's fasting together. Imagine fasting by yourself. Imagine those Muslims who are alone yeah. fasting. Like this is why reverts often talk about this. And Alhamdulillah, I was just going to mention that my mum is a revert. So one thing that she always instilled in me from young as how it felt for her the first Ramadan or like before she was married yeah alhamdulillah she has her own family now with kids and stuff but imagine her fasting with her parents and yeah. no one's fasting and, and that's the thing that we have as Muslims and that's what we miss I think a lot of what we miss from Ramadan and what makes it difficult is the fact that we need that community so yeah. what you're mentioning of bringing it every week um, you know 
that is fantastic, but we could do that with other people. And we should always think, how can I bring someone else into this? If you have neighbours, if you have friends, or if you have anyone, you know, even it could be an online community. A lot of Muslims are turning to online communities nowadays. Um, and, you know, we should really, really make an effort to be that person for someone else, as well as to find them for ourselves. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I mean, um, I've had that experience. Um, I'm not a Reeve, but my dad's Muslim, but I've lived with my mum, who's not Muslim. So all of my Ramadans, when I was younger, I fasted. I was the only one in the house fasting. So that's something really, like, it's dear to my heart. And I really, like, I always try and... Um, see local reverts and make sure that that they're supported during Ramadan but not just during Ramadan um after Ramadan because it's it's almost I don't want to say superficial when when we're just trying to help someone just for Ramadan it's almost like you know it's I, it's, I get what you mean there is yeah, a sort you know of I mean? um, it's, it's that whole Ramadan mentality Ramadan thing again. Vibe, and then they feel like you've forgotten about them straight after Ramadan. So you, you yeah, continue that because they feel like the job is done. Do you see yeah. that? Do you see what I mean? They feel like, Alhamdulillah, I've done it. I've done my deeds now. I've done my good deeds, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. And that's the issue here is that we need to realize that the deeds it needs to be an intention for life. Do you see what I mean? And we're not talking about huge things like huge circles. We're talking about one person that you look that you keep a lookout for, yeah, or two like, people, or a little WhatsApp chat. It can even be as simple as a WhatsApp group just to check in. You know, because yeah. imagine fasting Mondays and Thursdays, and then someone else on the other end of WhatsApp is like, "I'm fasting too." You, can have you know. Yeah, you have that community. Like, what time are you breaking your fast? I'm breaking mine in this, at this time, even if you're in different countries, you know? And, and that keeps you feeling like there's someone doing it with me and it's very motivating. And that's why Ramadan, you see people who fasting, who don't ever fast, you know? Don't even, haven't done any ibadah and they manage to fast in Ramadan because, mashallah, millions of Muslims are fasting and we feel in solidarity with everyone is doing it together. And that's what we need to feel. That's what we need to feel is that we're all striving together. Um, and if we all now, every listener, um, including, you know, every speaker and all of us here, if we make an intention together to strive, then we've got this solidarity amongst ourselves <laughs> that we're all going to continue this after Ramadan. And and now we've got our own community spirit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No doubt we can um, see the lofty rewards in remaining consistent and having a, a community. And, you know, with this, there, there is um, steadfastness. Um, but that comes with, you know, great struggle. And I know for myself, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I leave Ramadan feeling pumped and I have all these things that, you know, I yeah, and I do complete them within the first couple of weeks. But then, like, you know, reality hits. I get back to my exams. I get back to work. You know, summer comes, family's over, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I can't actually complete what I intended to do and I sort of fizzle out. So what are your guys' best tips on, you know, remaining motivated and remaining consistent? Uh-huh. Um, I think Jamila should speak first. I, I, I speak way too much. Jamila, you go, Habibi. Yeah. Um, I think that, like we said before, it's important to keep them small and consistent, all the good deeds that you've done. And also, I think after Eid, when everything's like settled down um, and you're back into like your usual routine, you should take a minute to sit down and note everything down that that's good that you've done in this month if was it that you started giving more charity that you are praying on time you're praying your sunnah prayers everything like that and if you write them down you, they're sort of 
there in front of you for the year ahead and you can remember, oh, I've done it during Ramadan. Why can't I do it the other, you know, 11 months of the year? Um, That's and, a really good point. Yeah. And then also the goals that you never quite finished, like say you wanted to learn a specific sura, but you never got round to doing it. It's something that you could write down and just start of start of sort make sort of making a plan for the rest of the year. Um, I think that could work. Do you know why that's a really good point? Because seeing things puts them into perspectives for you. Like even yeah. psychologically, it shows you how achievable things are. Because sometimes things seem so like, for example, with praying on time, a lot of people are at work and they think, I can't pray when I'm at work. And if yeah. they manage to do it during Ramadan or they've made arrangements or they've managed you know, to, to implement it in their life, they can realize, okay, how can I achieve this? goal yeah. this tiny goal one sentence on a paper and you can realize how achievable it is so i think that's a really good point because imagine looking at that in four ramadans and seeing how much you've grown yeah that's a really good idea so yeah i think that's really like even psychologically that's like a you know a good point of putting things into your minds to I know mean, it's something we'd do with like small children but it, it would work do you know what i yeah. mean like there's a reason you teach like, kids to do that exactly. <laughs> small rewards or anything like that that just keep them going and keep the motivation up though they work for adults yeah and I think it's important to you know step back and say you know actually what you know well done you did it you did this yeah because I I think you know and there's and there's a little bit of a misconception you know there's the whole like oh you shouldn't praise yourself because you never know if you did well blah 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 but you know Allah didn't say like you just keep going and going and going and don't do anything you know he praised the prophet as well you know he honored him he said you know you are this honorable man you've been sent to the nation you know as you know you're a person of you know honesty and things like that so yeah. even the prophet had praise and you know he used to say about himself that you know make sure you follow me because i'm the best of creation blah 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 and obviously yes he was the best of creation but it's important to remember he was a human and he also needed these things so therefore it's important for us and you know it's not big-headed but arrogant step back and be able to say that do you know what I did it, I did this, and I'm, I'm going to keep on going. And actually, in order to do that, you need to be very, you know, that that shows a sense of, like, security in yourself, confident, which is very, very important um, for something in Islam. Because when, when you're practicing Islam, you need to have conviction, you know, you need to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. So I think it's so, so important to be able to step back and, not push yourself right to the edge. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone's saying that, um, you know, to, to, to think that what you've done is complete and perfect. That's yeah. the difference. What you're saying is to acknowledge your achievements yeah. at the same time to not think it's the end. Yeah. Um, say, for example, you managed to pray Salah. Obviously, we can always perfect our Salah more. And that's the that's the line that you're talking about there is yeah. there's nothing wrong with acknowledging an achievement. And we should acknowledge an achievement. Otherwise, if everything's negative, 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 there's no positive reinforcement. And Mm. that's what I was going to mention about um, noticing a change, noticing progress. I think that's really important for us as humans to notice progress. Say, for example, with losing weight, we're always like, 
oh, nothing's happening. I've been on a diet for two weeks and I haven't lost any. Uh, okay, losing weight is my personal struggle. So that, this is why I mention it, yeah? But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, when you look on the scales, every woman will relate. You're like yeah. measuring yourself every day. That's wrong. Um, but when you measure yourself after a while and then you've found some difference, you get really motivated. Like, yes, yeah. I can do this. Yes, I'm going to work out this much. You know, you get you get really into it. And um, and that's what we need to do with, with Ramadan. At the end of Ramadan, think what went well, what what went bad mm-hmm. what did I benefit from it and yes I, I can do this do you know what I mean I started off not being able to read now I read this much okay I didn't finish the Quran all right speedy Gonzalez but yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know I'm gonna get there I'm gonna get there I'm gonna continue reading it why why end your Quran reading halfway through the, the Quran at the end of Ramadan continue yeah, it and maybe definitely. yes it might take you another two months but you're gonna finish that Quran okay you didn't finish it during Ramadan but you finished it do you see? Yeah. And yeah. and that's what you need to do, I think, is to acknowledge your achievements, to make reasonable goals mm-hmm. and um, and to, you know, look at your progress and think, reflect. I think that's a vein that we've all um, mentioned in all of our points is reflecting, to think what's going well for you and what's good for you. And always don't compete with other people, compete with yourself because you yourself know what's hard for you and what's easy for you and what you need to tailor the goals according to you. There's no point you competing with someone who's like reading the Quran twice, Khatam Quran during Ramadan, you know, mashallah, good for them. But you, you know yourself, you've never read the Quran before in your life. Do you see what I mean? So according to yourself, but make sufficiently difficult goals that you have to achieve them. Like don't go for some goal that's below you. You know your own ability. You want to be benefiting. You want to be an elastic bag. You want to be muscle training, you know? You want to be muscle training. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and I think um, just another point before we um, start to close. Um, Just so I think the the whole I mean like what I picked up and I don't know about you guys but the sort of theme I got under today's discussion mashallah was that everyone is at a different stage in their life and with Islam and that stage changes on a daily you know mm-hmm. everybody feels a certain way on a particular day and you know things like that and their feelings emotions and change and of course that can have an effect on the way you practice love and the way you view the world and I think it's very um important to remember that with Islam that you know you won't ever find a Muslim that will say yes I'm perfect because there's no such thing and that's the beautiful thing about Islam that you know it's, it's a way of life it's a guide to life not just a Ramadan not just just in Ibadah but it's literally to life you know it's got everything down to a T and that's why you can never really stop learning and I think knowledge is a very beautiful thing and, and Islam has gifted us with ample amounts of that so yeah. I think to everybody who's listening, it's important to remember that yes, you can try your best, but remember that while it's gonna be enough for you, there's always something else to do. So don't don't stop. You know, there's never it's never a good idea to stop. Mm. Yeah. Lifelong process. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, guys. Well, time, Jamila and Zahra. Um, and for all you guys who are, are listening. Um, we just like to thank you for the questions that we've already had. Inshallah, we're gonna um address them in the next um podcast. Um, our next topic is gonna be on how mental health is portrayed in the media. So, if you guys have any questions or suggestions that you'd like to hear in the future, please let us know by emailing info at inspiredminds.org.uk or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram and YouTube and um, you can send us a message, inshallah. Um, 
So thank you again for all your support. Um, and we pray that Allah keeps us upon the straight path and makes it easy for us to practice his deen to the best of our abilities. Amen. Assalamu alaikum guys. Take care, inshallah.